The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 5th of May and the time has now just gone 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host Neelam and in today's show you'll be needing a pen and paper for sure as I will be sharing some tasty recipes and some simple life hacks that will be useful for you to use in your everyday life. Now firstly listeners I just want to remind the listeners that today's show is a pre-record so unfortunately I will not be able to take in any questions but you can post up any that you do have on the Inspire FM Facebook page which will be running uh, as an audio this morning so I hope you um, are able to connect to that inshallah the uh, show should be um, running live as normal via the Facebook page so any comments or any questions that you do have around today's topic please do share it on there. Uh, listeners, I hope you've all had a lovely week and enjoyed the sunshine. Um, I recall last Friday in my show um, asking you all to pray for a good weekend so that I could get um, into my garden and start gardening. Alhamdulillah, we did have the sunshine and it was actually quite a nice weekend. It felt, dare I say it, a bit warm over Saturday. Um uh, I found it quite warm, actually, um, which is amazing for my washing because I love having washing dry outside. Uh, typical mummy thing to like. But yes, I do like that. And uh, I was able to get my washing out and dried and um, the uniform was all done and dusted with bow on Saturday. So that was great. I did, uh, as I hoped, uh, managed to tackle some gardening but it was all just um clearing out plant pots that had just died and um i just emptied all my plant pots and uh just de-weeded some of the bushes um uh, that we had in the garden so i'm hoping for this long weekend that we do have um the sun stays and we still have sunshine and uh, I'm hoping that this weekend I can actually now start potting some flowers and actually finally get to mow my lawn. Uh, my lawn that's forever trying to grow in all sorts of ways. Actually, alhamdulillah, considering the winter that we've had, it's not been too bad. It's um, it's still patchy, but I can work on that. Um, uh, the grass is green. I think that's the main thing. Uh, so, yes, I'm hoping to um, get get gardening over this weekend. It's been quite a strange month, May. Um, we've had quite a few uh, bank holidays, added bank holidays. Um, well, only the one, uh, which is for the King's coronation, which is taking place on Saturday and will be rolled over on Monday as a public bank holiday for us all. So I'm actually slowly beginning to adjust to the four-day working week and three-day weekend. don't know how you all feel about that, but I am actually beginning to like it. I quite like having that extended weekend and not panicking on Sunday that it's school the next day or work the next day and everything's going to be hustle bustle. It's quite nice to have the week start from Tuesday. I'm sure many of you would agree that this um, this way of weeks that we've had this this way of uh, the four-day week and three-day weekend, working week and three-day weekend, is actually um, been quite beneficial. I, I don't know if, it, if any of you found it as uh, nice and comfortable as I have found it. Um, yeah, I do feel a bit more relaxed and I, I do find that it's um, a bit more chilled, not panicking on Sunday night. So again, listeners, just a reminder that today's show is a pre-record, but you can connect through the airwaves at Inspire FM or connect through TuneIn via the Inspire FM webpage or app, um, which can be downloaded onto your smartphones um, and you can listen to the show from wherever you are. Uh, we should also be live as an audio on the Facebook show, uh, Facebook page where you must like the show and you can leave back any comments on today's topic. Now, um, in today's show, uh, I wanted to share some recipes that I had actually rustled up during Ramadan. Um, but um, I found in Ramadan, I got a bit more creative um, and I was looking at a bit more simple and simplified dishes. 
And I did find that my recipe book was building up. So I thought I'd hold off and uh, take a handful of a few of the recipes, my favorite recipes and uh, the keyword simple recipes um, and share it with you all today. Now, I know simple recipes is key because being a busy mum myself, I know the concept of simple um, is very much favoured. So I'm hoping, inshallah, the recipes that I share with you this morning will be simple and uh, something that you can all follow and perhaps try over the weekend. So the first one, um, which I know is a popular dish, um, especially around Ramadan, and it's uh, everyone's one everyone's favourite uh, to have at iftar time. But I have a bit of a a tweak and a different way and there's several ways of making this recipe but the way I like making it is simple and um I and it, and I have uh, a different um topping that I use on mine so it's a family favorite uh, over Ramadan especially um we liked it as a starter I think the combination of yogurt and chickpeas um and the salad was really refreshing and it was quite um a perfect palate pleaser was uh, the word that I wanted to use for that so it's jana jart um jana jart can be made in various ways uh having various things some people actually put fruit and savory mixed together in the jana jart or they just keep it savory um I've I've kept mine quite savory like I've not added any fruit in this um but again, with any of the recipes that I share, you can tweak and add uh, things of your own that you feel might might enhance the recipe a bit more or be liked by your family. So the fa- the ingredients that you're going to need for this recipe will be um, a tin of cooked chickpeas, a tin of new potatoes. These are small cooked potatoes, uh, tamarind sauce, um, one onion and one tomato. Um, half a cucumber and then cut into cubes, chunky cubes, um, two to three fresh green chilies, two heaped tablespoons of mint sauce, um, a tablespoon of garam masala, ground pepper um, and salt to taste and uh, two cloves of garlic, three to four heaped uh, spoons of yogurt. Now, this yogurt, I tend to go for quite thick yogurt here. So I always say to uh, anyone that I'm sharing this recipe with is to use Greek yogurt because it's quite thick and has that creamy texture. Um, it sits well on top of the janajat, so it's quite nice. Um, and uh, last but not least, salted nachos or tortillas um, that you can put on as a dressing. So first things first, you drain and rinse the chickpeas. Um, then leave that to a side in a bowl. Uh, in a food processor or using a knife, um, finely chop the tomato, onion, garlic, green chilies and cucumber. Chop the cucumber into chunks. Don't have it as a half cucumber. Um, I do use a small um, mini chopper food processor that I have where I just um, set it on finely chop and it chops up all of that for me. Um and once uh, that's done, it's you get like a, a minced mixed salad and that's quite nice. So I then add this to the chickpeas, um, rinse and drain the potatoes, uh, then uh, chop these by hand into chunks. Add this to the mixture where you have the um, minced salad uh, and the chickpeas. Uh, then finally, add your mint sauce, salt, pepper, garam masala and give it all a good stir and then lay it on a um, flat tray. Um, by a flat tray, I mean like a serving dish um, because uh, you need it to have some depth to it so that you can add the layers on um, on top. Um, if you did a flat tray, it wouldn't have that effect. So it needs to be a fairly deep dish or, or tray. Um, I used a Pyrex glass tray for mine and um, that's how I presented and served it. So once you've laid your chickpea mix with the potatoes and your um, minced salad, cucumbers and tomatoes, um, you can then add the yogurt over the top. So um, I've said three to four heaped two spoons. So maybe um, do a dollop on each corner. So uh, you've got four uh, blobs. 
and then just smooth it out over the top. And then this is where you bring your tamarind sauce and you can just sprinkle that over the yogurt. And then finally, to top off, um, get your nachos and just crush these with your hands gently. Don't You don't want to crumb them. You just want large crushed nachos or tortillas um, over the top of it. Now, people use um, a variety of things. I've actually even seen um, a mix of Bombay mix go on the top of it. Some people even put Bombay mix on the top. Um, you can get um, a variety of things to put on top of this. Um, but I find that the nachos is a family favourite and my, my children really like it this way. So I've I've stuck with the nachos and I use that. Um, and there you go. Voila, you are ready to serve that. Um, you can add a bit more tam uh, tamarind sauce once you've added the nachos just to give it a bit more of a, a decorated finish um, at the end. Um so it doesn't look so plain. Some people garnish it with coriander. Again, you can do that. Uh, just a note, um, if you are serving this uh, janajad a bit later and not straight away, I would leave the nachos out until you're ready to serve. So do the jana mix, uh, put your layer of the yogurt on top, and you can even squirt your tamarind over the top of the yogurt. And just before you're about to serve it, I would then do the uh, nachos what does tend to happen is the yogurt absorbs the nachos and they can then not have that crispy uh, texture to them so I would advise that you hold off the nachos until a bit later especially at the time of serving it and then once you do serve it it'll have that crispy texture so that's my first recipe there Janajat, nice and simple uh, we're hoping to get some nice sunny days it's a real summer dish um, uh, and a good starter at the table um, or even if you're just having afternoon tea and you've got friends around it's quite nice just to have that put out it's quite a refreshing dish and very filling as well because of the chickpeas and potatoes that combo is quite filling um, the next one is samosas now, these I know are very time consuming. So my advice to everyone that is going to attempt this recipe is to do it in advance and freeze them or um, to do it a day before you actually need them or earlier in the day before you actually make them. I I did it, um, I think, half an hour before the fast opened. So I was working at turbo speed when I did them. So it was alhamdulillah turned out very nice but it was a race against time so um i do advise that you give yourself some some plenty of time to do that um when you do that and and yes you know nothing beats a good homemade samosa so um if i if you can give yourself a, a weekend and uh, uh, make some and freeze them uh, it's it's quite handy having your own homemade samosas because whenever anyone comes around, you've got them to hand and you can use them. And uh, alhamdulillah, you know, if you baste it well with oil, you can air fry them and, and they taste nice. You have to remember with homemade samosas or any samosas that you buy, we can air fry them because the filling inside is actually pre-cooked filling. It's not, you don't have to wait for the whole thing to cook up it's actually cooked already so you're just um heating it up essentially so yes again you know you can um freeze and air fry so if you don't want to deep fry so the ingredients that you need firstly for the pastry would be plain flour i'm going to put down 250 grams um this would roughly make if you're making the size that i was making about 14 small samosas um it would make if you want to go for larger you'd probably um probably get about 10, 10 of that um, in there. You need Kluwenji seeds, which is also known as nigella seeds, a pinch of salt and enough water to make a dough um, and a bowl of milk. And uh, I'd say about 15 to 20 mils set aside in a bowl. And this is to be used as glue. Uh, so this is something that you're going to need later on. Um, for the filling, now, again, the filling is entirely up to you. I know people that have cooked uh, vegetable curries and had have that left over and don't know what to do with it and make samosas and use that vegetable curry as a filling, um, potatoes and spinach as a filling. Uh, you've got cooked mince. 
people use uh, mince curry as uh, a filling, chicken, uh, boneless chicken, if you flake that into your um, uh, uh, samosas as well. I'm I'm sticking with um, uh, vegetables uh, in my one. Um, it will be mixed vegetables. Uh, it is a family favorite, and my children do like um, vegetables. So I've I've stuck with a, a simple vegetable uh, samosa here, and also because they are that much easier to cook. And it's not whenever I make any meat dishes, alhamdulillah, it gets consumed in my home. There's not really enough of it left over for me to. Um, uh, use it in a samosa filling so vegetables is really quick to make so I use that now um, I'm going to tell you how to make the samosa pastries first so for that you'll need to add your plain flour into a bowl and to this add the nigella seeds the clungy seeds and the salt and just um, fold that all in slowly add the water um, my advice here would not to be don't use hot water and don't use cold water you need to have like tepid warm water in doing this. And in doing that, it just needs the dough a lot more quicker. If you have hot, then it will just make it sticky. And if you have it cold, then it just makes it too stiff. So you need to have it in between. So a nice lukey warm uh, water. So perhaps boil the kettle, leave it to cool for a while or use the kettle water along with cold water and get that right temperature and mix that into a ball. And um, I would then just coat your hands with some oil and then just rub it around the ball and cover it in the bowl with some cling film and leave that aside while you make your filling. Now, as I said earlier, um, you can use whatever you like for your filling here. Um, the world is your oyster. You can actually use as a leftover curries or you can actually make a quick curry, which is what I did. And I use the vegetables and potatoes as it's a winner in my house. Um, so to make the filling, I would just make it as a normal curry. So uh, chop my onions up, um, add my crushed garlic, salt, pepper, um, add the vegetables in. And then add. Um, I wouldn't add any tinned, pota uh, tinned tomatoes. That's the or tomato puree. That's the sub. I don't have that in this mix. So you'd have tinned potatoes again because it's quick. It's simple. You don't have to boil any potatoes and wait for them to get to the right firmness and then cook with them. Tinned potatoes is a lifesaver. Use them and, and they're healthy. Um, so, yes, you can use the tinned potatoes. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can use the tinned potatoes and um, add that to your uh, vegetable curry mix. And allow the mixture to cool. So you leave that set aside. Now take a pinch out of your dough and roll it into a small ball. So essentially what you're doing here is you're making mini rotis, mini chapatis. Um, <coughs> what you need to do is the size of the ball that you pick will will dictate how big your chapati is going to be. So if you, if you like the big um, samosas, then the size of the ball will depend on that. So the bigger the ball, the bigger your chapati is going to be. I tend to keep them at a medium size. Um, I just think it's a bit more um, nicer for the filling. It, you have more filling in that than you do a pastry. Um, so it, it's totally up to you how you do that. But um, make them into a dough and then... Um, pop it on the worktop and uh, with a rolling pin um, circle this flat um, into a roti shape and then um, cut halfway along so that you have two semicircles. Now you'll be able to see your black seeds in them which is the um, uh, nigella seeds that actually adds so much flavour to the pastry in itself so it's really nice. Um, once you've cut your circle into two semicircles Take one and roll it into a triangle. So in doing so, you're literally just folding them in. Um, and this is where you would use your bowl of milk um, to just glue or seal um, the fold together so that it's um, going to hold. And then you look, you have like a cone-shaped um, pastry in your hand and that you would then take a, a couple of or a heap spoon of your um, mixture that you've made and um, you would then um, 
add that into the cone-shaped pastries and then fold at the edges um, to seal that. And again, you can just dip that with some milk, brush some milk across that just to seal it. To give it a bit more of a prettier look, you can um, use um, a fork um, on them and using a fork will just make it look a bit more nicer. So it will give it that nice edge. And then you just uh, allow that to sit on a tray and continue until the dough and the mixture is complete. Um, you can, as I said, brush with oil and air fry immediately, um, or you can deep fry them as they are, um, and or you can um, freeze them. Uh, just keep making them as you go along. And when you freeze them, you don't need to baste any oil or anything on them. Uh, you would do that once you've defrosted them and taken them out of the freezer and done it that way. So um, voila, there you go. There's some homemade samosas for you there. Um, and it's a simple pastry mix, really nice. Um, there's a variety of things you can use. You can get, you can bought, buy shop-bought filo pastries. Um, there is um, also, uh, you can get hold of um, tortilla wraps. Um, I've seen a lot of people make samosas with tortilla wraps. I attempted this once, um, but I find the tortilla, it depends what type of tortilla wrap you use. I do find that if you bake them, they can be quite dry. And if you fry them, um, it's too it's too much. Um, I like to have a couple of samosas. And if you use the tortilla wraps, it's quite filling. So you'll you'll be satisfied with one samosa. But give it a go. Um, it's If you don't have the time to make the dough and you just want to make some homemade samosas, tortilla wraps is the easiest thing to do. So again, you've got the circular shape, cut it in half, fold them up to meet the edges and they have that cone shape, fill it up with whatever filling that you want and seal this and um and then uh deep fry or again bake and uh, they are it's very nice and it's very filling uh, when they are baked it's quite nice you can actually feel that it's quite healthy as well so it's quite nice um feeling for that um i'm conscious of time but inshallah i have got um a few minutes to run the next recipe with you before we head over to a short break um this is one of my favourites. It's a Moroccan or French salad. Now, this I have to thank my French uh, family for uh, because this was really appetising and alhamdulillah, it was served to us in every home that we went to. Um, and and, and it, was, it was just so colourful. It was just um, every meat, fish um, you could think of was in this salad and it was just amazing. Um, and it's made my children actually enjoy eating salad. So I did to have this again as um, a starter or sometimes uh, as a side um, with any of the meals that I cook during Ramadan. So it's simple ingredients. You just need cucumber, sweet corn. Uh, again, you can use, I would use tinned sweet corn uh, drained. Um, avocados, tomatoes, lettuce, boiled eggs. Um, cooked party sized cocktail sausages, um, chicken slices, again, cooked chicken slices, um, cubed cheese blocks. This again can be a big block of cheese that you cut into small cubes yourself, which is what I did. Um, grated carrots, grated beetroot, chunked up celery and um, a dressing, a salad dressing of your choice. Um, one of our favourites is the honey and mustard sauce. Um, this drizzled over this French salad is absolutely amazing. Um, the flavours in that is just um, so nice, and it enhances every every fruit or salad in that in that tray. So just chop up your salad into chunks. Now I did mention lettuce. Now leave some of your lettuce uh, aside um, because. What, what they do is they line the tray with the lettuce and then they pour the salad um, on top um, and the salad mixtures over the top and then, then you would just sprinkle over your cheese cubes, um, the sausage, chopped up sausages, um, boiled eggs cut in half and scattered around the top as well um, and uh, the um, 
celery chunks as well just scattered around so all of that around there and then you have your chicken slices now with these you would just literally roll roll them up so that each end meets so you've got like a finger size roll and with that on the tray you would just go around the edges so you've lined it with lettuce you've put your salad on top and um you've got the sausage uh, sorry the uh um, chicken slices around the edges which is holding um, all that salad in together and then I would leave the um, dressing and that's optional for anyone that wants to add it in and it's quite nice eating as a family out that whole tray so um, yeah that was quite a nice thing to do now listeners I've got about 10 seconds until the break um, uh, enters so we are heading over now to a short commercial break I hope the recipes so far have given you some ideas for meals to cook over the weekend. Stay tuned for more. Um, but for now, use this as a chance to refill your hot drinks, cold drinks or whatever it is that you're having with me this morning. And join me after the break. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. I'm your host Neelam. It's Friday 5th of May and the time is now just gone 10.30. Now listeners, so far in the show I have been sharing some tasty recipes um, with the ingredients and the methods of how to make them. Um, I've been sharing my favourite dishes and I hope they have been um, beneficial so far to you all. Uh, just a quick reminder again that this show is a pre-record so unfortunately I won't be able to take in any um, text or whatsapp messages this morning uh, so um my next favorite dish is um the puff pastry pizza now this has been a total game changer for me listeners um i've realized that i, I i'm i'm putting it down to age um i've realized that i can't actually digest pizzas anymore especially the very heavy based um uh pizzas i find them um quite and it makes me feel really bloated and I don't like the feeling um, I have after eating pizza anymore. So I just don't, I'm not, I'm obviously not a teenager anymore. I don't enjoy pizza uh, anymore like I did back in the days. But making pizza like this has been a total game changer in the house. And um, it's super quick and uh, it's it's light. You don't feel so groggy after it with when you eat uh, a normal pizza so um i do cheat i do use um pre-made um puff pastry uh, but it is quite simple to make your own puff pastry if you have the time uh, you just need to let it um rise um on its own for a while so it's just a lot of kneading involved in that now do check out for the ingredients in some of these puff pastries we have um quite a few that have alcohol in them so just have a quick read of them. Um, some of the top brands have them. But um, a lot of the supermarkets sell their own own versions and their own brand. And uh, these often have no alcohol. So just keep an eye out. Um, you might be thinking you're going for a cheap brand, but actually it's the brand that has no alcohol. So it would um, be the one that you should be making a purchase on. So just keep an eye out on that. I know uh, when I've recommended this recipe to people, they've actually ended up buying the wrong rolled out puff pastry. So just make sure you're buying it like that. Um, puff pastry comes out in, in lots of forms. It, it, come, it can come out in a uh, packet where you have to roll out the dough uh, or you can get it in actual rolls. So get the rolled out puff pastry, which has already been done for you. Um, you'll need ketchup, tomato puree, garlic granules. This is just dried garlic, um, oregano, onion, tomato. Um, again, chicken slices, cooked chicken, uh, cooked mints, tuna, kebabs, um, and a heap amount of grated cheese. Now, first off, you need to lay out the puff pastry onto a flat tray line it with greaseproof paper now this needs to be a flat tray so just a baking tray will suffice um and keep the um puff pastry in its rectangular shape leave it as it is you don't need to cut it 
make it round or do anything to it. Uh, just get a fork and gently press across the pastry. So dab the fork um, across the pastry um, uh, just so that when it cooks, it cooks through and it cooks it out evenly. Now you need to make the tomato sauce. So leave that pastry that you've now laid on the tray aside and now you need to make your tomato sauce that's going to go on the base of this um, pastry. So to make that, you'll need to get your ketchup, a good squirt of ketchup in a bowl and a good squirt of tomato puree. Mix this together and you can then add in your garlic granules, your oregano and um, uh, your pinch of salt and black pepper. Um, I also add in some um, dried basil um, into this uh, tomato sauce. Uh, mix that all up and then this is what you are just pasting onto the um, pastry. Now the pastry itself is in a rectangular form but you're going to work on the insides so around the whole edge from the top, the side and the bottom you're leaving probably about um, two, two centimetres um, around the whole edge and you're just filling the middle part and the reason being is because when it cooks the base goes heavier and the edges puff up so you get like a nice crust around around this pastry so depending on how big you want this crust to be um that's how much space you would leave in your filling so you can ideal is one to two centimeters you could probably leave less one and a half centimeters around every edge and just go across um and use and baste all your tomato puree down add um your finely cut onions sliced tomatoes the chicken that you've used or any topping of your choice on top and then you can even actually add fresh spinach leaves which I did um I I need to up my iron level so I'm eating spinach like it's running out uh, so yes I added it to this pizza and actually it tastes quite nice so you can even add like fresh spinach leaves and then um sprinkle over your grated cheese um over the top um uh, and bake in the oven for about 15 to 20 minutes it doesn't need too long in the oven um, and it can overcook or what will happen is the cheese will burn a little bit so you need to just keep an eye on that so literally 15 to 20 minutes will suffice uh, suffice take that out of the oven let it cool cut it into squares and serve and it's amazing and you will not be disappointed so you really do need to try that out with your kids or for yourself and if you're like myself that can't digest um pizza anymore um you you would definitely enjoy this and find that it's a lot more lighter and you don't feel so stuffed and groggy after it so give that uh, a turn uh, the next one that i wanted to share is um breaded halves now, I can't take any credit for this recipe. Um, uh, I haven't actually tried it myself, but um, uh, my neighbour, my lovely neighbour, big shout out to Sadia, um, made this and in Ramadan shared this with us for iftar. And it was a real hit. My children loved it. And, you know, she had filled it with um, simple potatoes and um, uh, it was lovely. It was a potato curry mix that she'd used. And she'd fill that up with that. And, and my kids ate it. Even my two and a half year old, who's a real fuss pot, she loved it. She had one whole half to herself. And for me, that's a huge achievement because she is so fussy with her food and how she eats it and what she eats. But she she'd had her dinner and she was quite happy to eat that as well. So alhamdulillah, it was a real nice treat for her. So a big shout out to Sadia again for that recipe. Um. But she shared the recipe with me. And um, when you've made these breaded halves, you can actually fill them with any filling of your choice. Again, it doesn't have to be um, uh, a meat. It could be a vegetable curry. Um, it could be um, something cold, a tuna mix or anything like that that you, you want to put. Essentially, you're making like um, uh, little pockets um, so they are really nice. So what you will need uh, for your ingredients is a loaf of bread. This could be white or brown. Um, two to three eggs. And these will need to be beaten. These will need to be beaten. Um, and um, 
yes, they'll need to be beaten and uh, you will then need to just um, uh, baste the... Um, uh, uh, you'll have your eggs beaten and your breadcrumbs. Apologies, listeners, there. I've gone a bit off track here. Sorry. So, uh, yes, you have your loaf of bread, which can be white or brown. You have two to three eggs, which are cracked and beaten and set aside. And you have breaded crumbs. Now, uh, to do this, you'll need to put two slices of bread together, one on top of the other, and take out a rolling pin and roll them together. So you're you're expanding the bread a little bit. So it's it's quite thick when you do it. But when you roll with the rolling pin, it condenses it and merges the bread together. Then use a round, large shape cutter and cut um, the uh, bread, creating that circle. Now, with all the bread that's left around that, that is what you would put into a little blitzer and uh, crush into breadcrumbs and leave that set aside for you to use a little later in in the in the recipe so once you've made all your little circles um of the joined up bread and your circle and you've taken all your little crumbs and um blitz that to make your breadcrumbs leave the breadcrumbs aside then um you take the circles you dip this in the beaten eggs and then you dip them in the breadcrumbs that you have made and then you would deep fry in the oil for about two minutes turning it regularly so that both sides evenly cook the bread will puff up so you will know that this is done uh, you'll take it out of the oil uh, place it on some tissue to drain off the excess oil and uh, when it's cooled down you will cut down the middle of it to create two half pockets and um, they'll just pop open and you can fill it with it whatever you like the chicken and salad, a vegetable curry, um, and um, they're ready to serve. And it's really nice because if you make lots of these and just leave them on the side, it's a real good um, party starter. Um, you can have it as a party starter and it's really good. It's it's um, one that's really um, definitely going to be a hit with everyone. And uh, I don't think there'll be any leftovers. I think everyone would have eaten it. So um, it definitely will be consumed uh, so give that one a go it's um a real simple recipe and it and i thought it was pita bread but because they end up looking like that because they're pockets and so you can just make your own pockets and when you realize that you're just using bread and doing it all yourself um and you're reusing the cut out pieces to make the crumbs so it's great um my next one is a sweet dessert one. Um, I haven't done many of them. I think most of my recipes today have actually been um, savoury desserts. Uh, savouries, so uh, we need a dessert now to go with all of these. So the one that I've picked to share with you all today is the um, uh, is the um, apple cake. Now, the apple cake is a um, family favourite. Uh, and I'm surprised by this because it's apples. Um, uh, having said that, my children actually do like apples, so it's quite nice, alhamdulillah. But um, apples is a hit or miss. They're they're either too sweet, a bit bitter, um, or if you have too much of them, and they will have a bit of a laxative effect as well. So, um, yes, I had a few apples that were um, cooking a bit too well in the bowl. And they needed a bit of uh, TLC. So I use this recipe to um, give these apple a second life. Um, so firstly, what you will need, you'll need probably about three apples in total. Um, you need to peel, core and cut these into slices. So I would do that with two apples. Cut the apples into slices uh, using only two. And the other remaining apple um, needs to be grated and left aside. Um, butter the cake tin or again I used a Pyrex tray whichever you choose to use um, baste that with a little bit of butter and then add your thin thinly cut apple slices be quite creative um, decorate the tray I did um, I decorated the tray I, I just laid the apple slices um, it was like a domino effect, actually. I just lay them down flat like that and um, left that aside then. And then um, I 
got a bit of cinnamon actually and just sprinkled a little bit of cinnamon over the top of those apples and left that tray aside. Now you need to make your cake mix and it's as simple as making a normal cake. Just a few different ingredients are added into this one. Um, for, for the cake mix, you need to have a, um, you'll need to have some uh, flour and you'll need to have some grounded almonds and you'll need to have um, uh, grounded almonds, flour and um, baking soda. Uh, yes, baking soda and um, add that all in. So for that's one side. So you get your three eggs and you will um, you will fit um, uh, crack the eggs and make sure you do um, this uh, one at a time. So you get your butter and your brown sugar, mix that together. Um, so uh, the weights for this will be um, 140 grams of butter, 140 grams of sugar. And I used 180 grams of flour and I used two heaped tablespoons of ground almond and one heaped tablespoon of cinnamon fat powder. So you would mix the butter and sugar until they are light and creamy. Once you've done that, add the eggs one at a time. So you would add an egg and then whisk it, add another egg and whisk it and so forth. You would then fold in the self-raising flour, cinnamon powder, ground almonds and baking soda uh, into the cake mix. So fold that all in. You would then add in your grated apples and mix that mixture all up and mix this by hand. You don't need to do this by um, a whisk or anything. So a wooden spoon and you're just folding it all in and um, pour this cake mixture over the top of the sliced apples and bake in the oven at 160 degrees for 45 minutes. It will brown over the top. It will give it like a golden glaze and the apples at the bottom will stay put. So when you flip the cake, you'll be able to see your apples, the decorated apples, which is really nice. Um, and this, once it's baked um, in the oven and it's uh, left to cool, cut into cubes or uh, square blocks and serve it with a scoop of um, ice cream, vanilla ice cream, fresh cream or custard. Um, any of those and um, uh, it will be a hit and it's actually quite nice when it's a little bit warm so don't let it overcool because when you have this cake warm with ice cream you will go back for a second slice and it's quite dangerous um, and so the sugar that you're using is like brown sugar so it's um, you only need a very little amount of it so when you do use that you will find that it does it's not the apples itself makes the cake sweet um, and uh, yeah you can even serve it with custard so if you do let the cake cool down and you have warm custard over the top of that that's equally as nice as well now um, my last um, uh, recipe that I'm going to share with you is semolina semolina pudding semolina pudding which is known as halwa is um uh, one of those ones that's a bit of a hit and miss. Uh, some people get it right and some people don't. The technique is all in the amount of butter used and um, and how long you toast the semolina for. Um, so you do, it looks quite scary when you use chunks of butter. But once you put the butter in and um, melted the butter in your pan and added in the semolina uh, and then you're toasting the semolina, now, you have to really be on it. You can't leave the sem semolina toasting for like five seconds because it will just cook very quickly. So you have to evenly cook it. So you have to keep um, not scraping, but tossing the semolina around in the pan so that it e evenly does it to all. If you don't and some parts burn or brown quicker, it gives it a bit of a bitter taste. And when you're cooking it, it can get a bit lumpy. So it's really important that you um, are using your hands and toasting that semolina. Now, a tip here, which my mom told me, and I didn't know that they, you could do this. But once you've toasted that semolina, you can leave that to thoroughly cool down because it's going to be very, very hot. You can leave that to thoroughly cool down. 
and store that in an airtight container. So whenever you want to make semolina pudding or halwa, you've actually got that half, that horrible part of the semolina making done already. And you can just add that into your warm water and make your halwa in seconds. So that's top secret there. And I've shared it with you all. Um, so yes, you can actually toast the semolina and store that in an airtight container and use that instead of having to go through this process that I'm going through and explaining um, all the time. So yes, um, once you have toasted your semolina and it's got that even golden brown is essentially what you're looking for, golden yellowy browny look, you'll know when you see it in the pan that this is that look. You take it off the pan and uh, take it off the hob and leave it aside to cool. Separately, you would have had, so if you're using one cup of semolina, you would use a two and a half cups of water. So um, uh, I would say two and a half cups, one cup of water, one cup of semolina, two cups of water and one cup of sugar. So in that two cups of water, you would have your one cup of sugar and um, you would let that warm up in the pan and you would then add in your semolina and you'll see it fizz and then just keep stirring, keep stirring, keep stirring, keep stirring. And you've got to do this until you start seeing the semolina pop as it's popping, as it's popping, as it's popping. You're essentially what you're doing is you're drying out all the water from the semolina. And it's important that you do that thoroughly because when you leave it to cool, it will start thickening. So um, take out all that water. Otherwise, when you go back to eating it, it, you'll feel that wet moisture and not the dry cakey feel that you would feel when you eat semolina. So really dry out all the water and um, you'll start seeing the butter come to the surface and you'll see like a glossy look on the semolina. And that's when you know that it's actually cooked through. And I don't add anything in my semolina. I only do my decorations at the top. I'll do desiccated coconut and crushed um, nuts on the top and serve it. Some people at that point or when you've added it to the water um, would have added in raisins, um, would have added in um, soaked um, and peeled almonds or um, cashew nuts. Uh, that's totally up to you. Um, my children don't like anything in the semolina. They just like the semolina cake itself, the feeling of that cakey texture. So I, do, I tend not to add anything in that mixture. I just let that be. So there's my um, halwa recipe there. And yes, desiccated coconut and crushed almonds on the top. And then you can serve it that way. And semolina can be um, kept in the fridge uh, for up to three to four days so you can keep eating little bits of it if you've made quite a lot you can keep taking bits out of it and heating it up um, and eating it it's a real good um, uh, appetizer uh, if you're if you don't know what to eat and you want something sweet but you want something a bit healthily sweet because it doesn't have all the bad stuff in it and the sugar is controlled purely through yourselves how much you put in and how much you do on that so that's the semolina recipe there so I have now shared two desserts with you inshallah they should be enough for you guys so um I hope the recipes have all been noted well inshallah and uh what I will try and do uh listeners is get um uh these recipes typed up and posted on the Inspire FM Facebook page uh, along with the photos of my creations uh, so you can see what a lot of these dishes that I've talked about look like and hopefully um, have a good uh, go at them yourself. So do keep a lookout for that. That will be coming up over the next couple of weeks, uh, just so that gives me time to get the recipes written up and um, shared on the uh, Facebook page. So just keep your eyes peeled um, out on the Inspire FM Facebook page for that. Now, I wanted to share some benefits um, of distilled vinegar around the house and in our everyday cooking. Now, distilled vinegar, um, uh, distilled malt vinegar is one of those um, things I don't let run out of my house. It's been a total lifesaver for everything. And I've used it for so many different things. Um, and it does have a distinctive smell, but it's not... Um, 
so much of a vinegary smell. Um, but the the smell and its benefits, the benefits outweighs the smell. So I would um first I wanted to share about how you can clean out air fryers now. Uh, we've been using them lots. So uh, just add some soapy water and a good squirt of distilled vinegar in the tray and then heat this up for about a minute and then empty it out. Um, this can also be done to clean out your dishwasher. So run your uh, dishwasher on, on a cycle with the dishes in there and you can um, squirt the distilled vinegar in halfway through. So once it's running and the water's all out, um, open the dishwasher and, and squirt it in and uh, you'll find that your glasses are really sparkly so it's really good to use in the dishwasher it's also really good to use to clean meat or soak chicken so once you've cleaned your meat and washed it and you're just leaving the meat to soak aside put a bit of distilled vinegar in it again it just cleanses it and it makes the meat really tender so it's really good to use there as well um you can also use it to descale kettles. So boil the kettle, let it slightly cool down and then add a few good squirts of the distilled vinegar and leave it in the kettle for it to work. This can be left or should be left for at least a couple of hours. The best is to leave it overnight. Um, uh, rinse out the kettle and then you can use it straight away because there's no harmful chemicals in this. Now, listeners, I'm actually ending the uh, nearing the end of my show. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in this morning and apologies for my uh, stumbles. Um, I hope the recipes have been of benefit and I'm hoping that they'll be a part of your home this weekend, inshallah, as we embrace a nice long weekend again and inshallah some sunshine as well, hopefully. So, yes, I hope the recipes and the tip on um, distilled vinegar usage around the house and in our cooking is of benefit. Uh, my quote for the day is food may be essential as fuel to the body, but good food is fuel for the soul. Juman Barak and Friday blessings to everyone tuned in this morning. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.